0: Salutations, my friends, and thank you for tuning in to another edition of Factions of Freedom. I'm your host, Noizera, Freedom Faction, whichever one you prefer, and I have titled this episode Globalization and Negotiations Covering Up Elite Crimes and Encouraging Extremism. Why? We're going to be talking about a whole lot of different things as always. The protests in Hong Kong, the ICE raids, Trump's gun control uh, agenda, Jeffrey Epstein clearly, the Clinton body count, scientists, finding a cure for Ebola, and the farming crisis here in America. A whole lot of different things to talk to you guys about, that's for sure. Yeah, whoa is appropriate. Before we do, a few quick updates. Make sure you guys download the show notes. We didn't really do a minicast this week, so there's nothing to put you guys in the direction of Uh, If you want to see this operation expand, think about becoming a Patreon-exclusive member. We have the link for that in the description bar below. And with that being said, let's start the show. Salutations, my friends, and thank you for tuning in to another edition of Factions of Freedom. I'm your host, Noise Zero, Freedom Faction, whichever one you prefer, and this is show number 907, season 9, episode 7. Whoa, do we have a lot of different things to talk to you guys about? From the Hong Kong protests to Jeffrey Epstein's suicide, and even some of the environmental forward slash uh, ecological news that's on the horizon. You know, uh, uh, 2021 is right around the corner, so it's 2030, and we see a lot of developments happening, not only to the world environment but to the psyche and the inhabitants thereof (laughs) you know it's a these these shows as you can tell they're becoming increasingly sophisticated they're being switched up for a reason uh and i tell you it's because of the time team it truly is because of the time uh you know i don't really take the time to ironically enough i myself don't take the time to look at everything we're doing uh, but, when I do because I'm so content oriented, I start looking at all the branches of everything we've created, and it truly is a mighty tree of life, a mighty mighty tree and you know, I want to say this because I think this 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 pertains to a lot of what we're going to be talking about throughout the entirety of this transmission For people that have been paying attention to uh, some of the stuff that we're doing with Liberation Legion, you may have heard me talking about the green mirror, how our phones are the black mirror, but how nature is the green mirror. You know, uh, and the reason I use these terms is because a lot of these things, our time frame that we're in, technology, and the environment—they are all just that, mirrors of ourselves. You know, I I remember somebody telling me uh, that animals' wickedness upon the land is due to like man's sin or something like that. It's like because we're the stewards of the planet, that's why there's so much, uh, so much strife and so much chaos and so much like. Torment and wickedness is because, well, we condone that. That's the world we want to see. Therefore, that's the world we're going to create. And that's what I mean by the mirrors that we have out there, the mirrors that we perceive things. You see, uh, I got four dogs, five chickens, uh, a garden, a, a, a yard. I'm trying to turn into a lawn or a yard. I'm not sure yet. Uh, I'm always out there in nature I had to stay away from the river Because apparently there's algae that's killing dogs So, what I'm trying to say Is this is all representative of the environment And the time frame that we find ourselves in You know, and whenever you're Whenever we're going about these things Both the black mirror All this stuff that we're putting out there Into the digital realm You know, and when we're out there in nature Soaking up some of that sunlight Getting some of that good energy That life-giving energy all of these things are indicative of the individual we are trying to create. And I'm telling you, when people, because they're really desensitized and they're detached, they're disenfranchised from their power, everything I just spent talking to you guys about right there is how to encourage you to redevelop that energy, how to uh, understand that essence, get connected, not detached. That's what they're trying to do. You see. Uh, but the people. That, 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 are, that are talking about things these days, that are pushing these ideologies, that are pushing these things. It's all about control. It's all about authoritarian. It's all about dominion. It's not about balance. It's not about harmony. It's not about peace. It's not about collaboration. It's all about do what I say, or I'm going to put you in the grave. And this will play a huge part in what we talk about in the third segment as well, encouraging extremism, where we talk about those eco-fascists, or now they're called eco-extremists, the people that are going to yell at you for having a nice steak, Uh, But I digress. And with that being said, let's start the show. So (laughs) I wanted to start this actual episode off by giving a shout out to the Hong Kong people out there protesting, the Hong Kongers protesting uh, authoritarian China. And we're not going to spend a whole lot of time talking about this. I just wanted to play a few quick clips to you guys to show you how what's going on right there in in, in Hong Kong is the equivalent to an army of SWAT officers moving into Houston, Texas from a foreign country saying, you better hurry up and sign this bill. Like, that's that's literally what's happening. They're having a gun, the Hong Kongers, they're having a gun held to their head as China's invading them, saying, you better sign this bill, the extradition bill, because we want to make sure that we can take all you people out You see, uh, let me let me read this quick article from you to you guys. It's from uh, World Daily News, and then I'll play this this video. It says riot police stormed the Hong Kong International Airport on Tuesday as thousands of anti-government protesters forced flights to be canceled for the second straight day. Quote, terminal operations at Hong Kong International Airport have been seriously disrupted and all check in processes have been suspended, the airport authority said in a statement. As hundreds of outgoing and incoming flights were canceled at one of the world's largest busiest airports and the major hub for the region, travelers were advised to leave the terminals as quickly as possible and contact the airlines for more information. Tuesday marked the fifth consecutive day that the demonstrators occupied the airport. Protesters held an orderly sit-in at one of the terminals and clashed with police in a chaotic scene somewhere else at the airport. And that's what we're going to be playing for you guys. Here, let's take a listen coming in because it
1: is turning violent and we've been having the discussion uh, all day here at Yahoo Finance, uh, yesterday as well. If this does escalate, does the Chinese government send in the People's Liberation Army to restore order? Rick had pointed out that they most likely, if that happened, would not interfere with the day-to-day operations of the financial institutions that are headquartered in Hong Kong. But the Chinese government now in a position where it's going to have to show that it does have some kind of control as of right now. We have been watching the live pictures from hong kong as things become more violent at the airport and and again this is just streaming as it comes in and these protests we should point out too go back it's more than two months and it started with a piece of legislation that the uh the government in hong kong was considering that would have allowed the chinese government to extradite people from hong kong for trial in china essentially pro democracy protesters could have been extradited to China to stand trial i mean coming in because That's a huge part right there.
0: as i said before uh, with with china becoming extraordinarily authoritarian it's very important that we that we monitor this uh, the extradition bill that they're mentioning imagine this all these people who were protesting this because we understand how authoritarian uh, china is becoming how tyrannical they are in their systems with their social credit score system all the people who have been caught In their uh, facial recognition software and these police lapel cameras However you want to name it All these people have been identified Therefore all these people are considered enemies of the state Therefore all these people could be extradited to China Therefore all these people could be charged in China For things that they're doing to to, to, to have just the simple uh, freedom And individuality that they would like there in Hong Kong And as the the news reporter said during that actual uh, clip from Yahoo Finance They're trying to fight that for two months, they've been fighting that. That's what I mean by globalization negotiations. Where else have we seen this type of pushback from authoritarianism? From globalization. You see, from the Yellow Vest protests. For 27 full we- for almost 30 weeks, really, from the end of 2018 all the way into uh, mid 2019, the, Yellow- the French were, were, were protesting against all of the globalization that was going on there as well as the Puerto Rico protests whenever they uh, rose up against Ricardo Rosolo, where, where over 300,000 Puerto Ricans filled the streets for, like, weeks, two weeks. It was like, yeah, I, th- yeah, I think it's two weeks total they were protesting in the streets. And then when they, when they when he finally resigned in Times Square, because that's the synergy that was going on in Puerto Rico and over there in New York, they had this synergy to get him out of office. Where else are we seeing the same type of uh, regime change mindset in Venezuela as well? So my point behind pointing out all these different examples of globalization taking place, of the people rising up to take back their power, my point behind pointing all this out is to show you that now is the time. That now is the time. That things are crazy. Yes, no doubt, but when do we also get a chance, you see? I, I want to play for you uh, this quick clip just so you guys understand because this is something we've we've uh, kind of been following for a while. Uh, but just so you understand the kind of threat that's been going on, I remember uh, on the show maybe back in two, back in season seven, uh, we played for you guys a clip of, I think it was Baltimore, it it, it might have been Baltimore where they were storing all kinds of UN vehicles. Uh, at some at some storage depot, and the reason I'm pointing all this out is because think about this: how how far are we from having that in our own lives? You see, like how far are we from having the UN come in and try to take care of American things? I mean, again, we also saw that take place in France uh, with the Yellow Vest protest. They had people from the UN come in with SWAT trucks to, that's right, have people forced to sign the Paris Climate Accord to get along with the globalization. You see, and that's the problem with all this 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 that's the problem that we're seeing right now. That's why Trump talking about nationalism, patriotism, what is America, what is what is our what are borders, that's why this is also important. And regardless of Trump doing everything he can to make America great again, these are negotiations and things that have been taking place uh, since even before my birth. And while he can come in and do what he's doing, trumping in the technocracy, because you have to understand uh, environmentalism and technology are playing a huge part in this globalization process. This is why we're already starting to talk about things such as resources, the environment, uh, migration, and so much more. This is the globalization process. How do we get everybody on board with what's going on? Uh, But again, again, with 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 they did this in venezuela as well ironically enough you had u.n peacekeepers come into venezuela uh, and the national guard activated to fight against the people and so this is what i'm saying so how long is it until we actually start having some of that go on here uh, but here let me play for you guys a quick clip of the chinese the the, the chinese people's army uh, preparing for the hong kong invasion i'm gonna i'm gonna describe to you uh, some of the clips that you guys are going to see they have uh, they have tanks, they have APCs. Uh, I'll, I'll read to you guys this article. It's from Zero Head, just by Tyler Durden. We put this up August twelfth. The article title says, uh, "Global Times shows dramatic footage of dramatic video of Chinese army preparing for Hong Kong invasion." The Hong Kong-China feud is going from bad to worse. On Monday, we, as we reported earlier, uh, the Hong Kong Airport Authority advised all passengers to leave the terminal building as soon as possible in an unprecedented disruption after thousands of anti-government protesters occupied the airport terminal. However, what confirmed that what confirmed that is Beijing has been warning for the past week that Hong Kong's insubordination will no longer be tolerated by Beijing. Uh, a video complete with dramatic World War Style 3 music published by the state-owned tabloid Global Time, which showed the People's Armed Police have been assembling in Shenzhen, a city bordering Hong Kong, in advance of apparent large-scale exercises. Uh, Global Time's prolific and trolling editor-in-chief, Hugh Jin naturally chimed in on Twitter, pointing out that Hong Kong Airport canceled all remaining flights Monday afternoon due to illegal assembly and noting that while the, quote, central government still exercises restraints and respects Hong Kong's high degree of autonomy under one country, two systems. But I still but I, but I have an intuition riots won't be allowed to keep on like this. And so basically what they're saying is they're preparing the army like as 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 we covered the we, we looked at some articles right before coming on the air. Uh, there are satellite photos that you saw or that, that I wish I could have got up for you guys uh, to where people are building The Chinese people are building an army over there in that area, on the Hong Kong border town, on Shenzhen. Uh, And so why is this important? Because, well, Hong Kong is with America. And so what's going to happen is this is another one of these little proxy wars like we had in Syria with Russia, right? The same thing's happening here in Hong Hong Kong. Uh, And we haven't really been posting about the conflict that's going on in India with Kashmir, you know, but (laughs) this is what I mean. This is the globalization negotiations. We are gradually entering into the birth pangs of World War III. Some might say World War IV. I'll just tell you, it's the technocracy. It's the corporations against the people. Because if you follow the dollar, you follow the money, you follow the trail, you get back to the end of it. And that's what I mean. Uh, So my prayers and my thoughts and my attention are going to the Hong Kongers trying to fight against tyranny. We know where this is going to end. I hope that it ends up. I hope that it goes on the side of the people. You see, and that's why we still need to have these types of organized demonstrations. This is why we have to have a level of civil disobedience because the people need a voice. I was telling you guys this before uh, at the start of the show of how technology is the the, the black mirror, right? Uh, I was because uh, I I think I'm a punk. I think I'm a punk. But uh, as I was telling you before earlier, you know, and this is why it always gets a little controversial when i start talking about antifa civil disobedience uh, and you know taking it to the system i don't i i hate talking about antifa and 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 organizations like this or at least situations like this, because again, the people need a voice. People need to be able to express their displeasement. And this is the very first issue I had when Donald Trump came into office, is that everybody within the media began to go against him. We didn't have a fair and balanced approach as to what was going on surrounding him. We couldn't form our own opinions. So people kind of shied away from it. Fast forward to where we're at now. I'm all about taking it to the system, but this is not the time. And what Antifa has done, because they've been intentionally uh, misdirected, misinformed, and intentionally radicalized, they have created the revolution that I thought I wanted to be a part of, but it's been created underneath false pretenses, you see. And so that's what I mean by the black mirror. Yes, you do want to take it to the system, but is this the time? the time of a people is the time of upheaval is all around us is this the time to strike if not now then when yes this is a revolution but is this one that you would would be willing to fight for you see which leads me to my next point uh, earlier this week there was a shot at a ice facility uh, in San Francisco now again i told i keep telling you guys more of these types of things are going to happen uh more More bombings, more shootings, more stabbings More of this type of destabilization is going to take place Uh, Here, let me play for you guys this quick clip And the reason behind telling you this Is is unfortunately to get you prepared for it And at the same time Understand the world that we're moving into Uh, But here's that clip
2: New this morning, shots fired into the Immigration and Customs Enforcement Office on the northeast side of San Antonio. Police believe the bullets came from across the highway on Loop 410 around 3 this morning, hitting the ICE office and other windows in the building. Luckily, no one was hurt. A man was arrested for the shooting a short time later on Village Drive. I this morning, shots fired into the Immigration... The
0: guy was arrested, ironically enough. Uh, This happened August 13th. He was, he was arrested after shooting into the facility. Ironically enough, they didn't kill him. Uh, I'm wondering if we're actually going to find out a manifesto surrounding him. Uh, but, but another thing regarding this, uh, because I'm all about, clearly, about the revolution, but we also need to have some level of order with all this that's going on. A uh, domestic terrorist guy that shot up the ICE facility a few weeks ago, he was unfortunately killed. Uh, we also had the shooter in El Paso, as well as the Dayton, Ohio, shooter. Now we have this 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 uh, shooter in San Francisco that really got no attention. Uh, and the reason behind listing all those types of things, just that quick smattering of, 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 of recent shootings is because this is the world. This is this is the world today. And while I can tell you that these are the public things, these are things that the media have caught. I can also tell you at the same time that that's not the environment that's going on. Uh, you know, I'm actually surprised that there are more shootings and I, I should knock on wood when I say that, but think about how crazy and radical America truly is. I'm sure if you looked up the statistics, uh, gun crime and gun violence would be pretty far down there uh, as compared to what pharmaceuticals are doing, what food's doing to us, what uh, obesity is doing to us, what apathy is doing to us. You, like, you name it, man, like car, car attacks. You know, I'm, We're going to get into mass stabbings and stuff like that in the second segment and how they use that as like a cover up as well as these shootings, uh, but my point behind telling you all this is look at what we think of as law and order. Look, I, I remember asking this question over the Instagram story, you know, is the world becoming increasingly lawless, or at least is America lawless? Is this what happens when we're run by corporate criminals? Uh, and, and, and this is it. This is revolution or protection. This is why we're living in such tense and chaotic times. It's very extremes, or we're, we're, we're living in extremes. One of the pivots I want to make regarding this, uh, or at least just looking at this, this whole case—the ICE raids, the ICE protests, the ICE shootings—and uh, what—and what's going to happen? Because apparently, Antifa is just devastating these people. The political rhetoric of of people like Ilhan Omar, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, and Rashida Talib—you know, these people are getting shot every day. Uh, and you guys know me; I'm I'm anti-police state, but I'm telling you what's going to happen with all this these, these attacks on. Law and order—it's gonna bring the hammer down even harder. You see, there was an article that popped up on Monday about how there were how how there was another NYPD suicide, like another cop in NYPD just killed himself. It was like the sixth one that month or this month alone, and how they're saying again the numbers are up. Even in Air Force, they're having in the Air Force they're having to order a stand down because it's like what seventy-nine people killed themselves in like either July or up until August. And so they're having an epidemic of suicides. I remember talking about this with uh, Dr. John A. King on our most recent Fellowship and Freedom episode. I'll attach that link in the description bar below uh, and how you know, suicide rates are up, uh, mental instability is up, and everything I'm trying to talk to you guys about is, is, is that mesh that we see happening right now to where people are having to uh, uh, endure the chaos, endure the lawlessness, endure, like, this, this, whatever this miasmic time that we're in, we, we are in, is. You see, and so, when I'm talking about these shootings, I'm, I'm, i guess I'm trying to say this is obviously a reaction, uh, to situations like this, this is a clip, uh, from CBS Evening News, where they're talking about an ICE raid, only, and how it nabbed 680 people, but promptly let 300 go right after. Uh, but these shootings, as I said before, are a response to this.
3: Breaking news as ICE agents today carried out the largest statewide sweep of workplaces for undocumented immigrants in U.S. history. About 680 migrants were rounded up at seven food processing plants in six cities in Mississippi. Omar Franca has that story
0: the sting was the largest single state workplace raid in a single day more than 650 special agents conducted raids at food
3: processing plants arresting the majority latino workforce and several employers before their hands were tied migrants were told to place their personal belongings in plastic bags they were then taken for processing to the mississippi national guard station near jackson one of the locations targeted was Pico Foods, which has 3,600 employees in Mississippi. Pico is the eighth largest poultry producer in the country. At a press conference today, U.S. Attorney Michael Hurst put
0: businesses that break the law on note.
3: Breaking news as ICE yeah. agents today carried out the
0: So, and, and, and so, this is such a gray area. Uh, and I guess what I'm really trying to say is I just get this idea... Of uh, John Carpenter's *Escape from* *Escape from L.A.*, where he mentions a new moral America, where we're all about law and order. Uh, I'm, I, 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 guess I'm, I'm all about immigration reform. Yes, there needs to be a pathway to citizenship, uh, but some of this, I'm telling you, it just, it, I, it has a really bad feel to it. They're, they're, they're taking people. I understand that. It's just, it's just such a, such a gray area. I, again, I'm just wondering how long it's going to be until they take somebody like myself into the FEMA camps. Uh, or into a, wherever they're taking these types of people. I'm a, I'm an American citizen, but you see what they're doing. They're cracking down the whip uh, on on undoc- undocumented illegal. Heck, sometimes even legal. There are people that are that are born here. But I, uh, my point behind all this is the shootings are a response to this. Whether they're actual people who are disgruntled with the situation or people who 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 uh, just want to shoot and have this kind of chaos, the shootings are a response to this. It's that level of chaos uh, that's going to be encouraged. You see, the, and, and, I, and I've talked about this before, how there's an individual and how there are multiple individuals who are getting killed because uh, gun confiscations are happening. So, my whole point behind laying out all this gradual <laughs> this gradual introduction to chaos that we find ourselves in is that. It's the people against the state. It's the people against the government. It's the people against the corporations. Uh, and And with these hashtag close the camps movements, with these shootings and things like this, this is what I mean by all of it being highly organized. In the previous episode, uh, we had talked about how George Soros is, is behind this. He's behind uh, the organization of people like Antifa, uh, whatever group is going to come out from these eco-fascists, from these people who are anti-ice, who are doing all these different types of things. He's donating money to this to fund the destabilization. And it's not going to go on forever. Just like with these riots over there in, in, in Hong Kong, it's not going to go on forever. You see, they want to be able to induce a level of destabilization so they can come through and offer, or not even offer, they can come through and just boom, crack the hammer. No one's allowed to do anything because everybody screwed the pooch because somebody peed in the punch bowl. You see, so we're going to switch gears because now we're starting to talk about the shootings, we're starting to talk about the destabilization, uh, gun control, individual rights, how we're in that weird gray area and how they're advancing agendas on so many different ways. Uh, But uh, switching gears, we're going to start talking about Trump's gun control agenda. And if you ask me, as I've talked about before, it's the idea of using the First Amendment to take your Second Amendment. You said this, therefore you're not allowed to do this or have this. You said, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna carry out something crazy. That's what they, that's what somebody says all the time, right? You, t- you type it, you come up with a manifesto, you carry out however it is. You got caught, boom, you're not allowed to have guns anymore. I think that's what Trump's whole gun control agenda is: using the First Amendment to take your Second Amendment. Uh, you know, and last week we played for you guys the clip of Joe Biden talking about how if you have assault rifles, that bingo, he's coming for them. This article I'm going to read to you guys, it comes from uh, Zero Hedge, just by Tyler Durden. They put this up August 9th. It says, Trump Trump suggests common sense gun control that, quote, deranged people should not have guns. Well, before I go into this, and, you know, I I always have to ask this question, what is is deranged, what is crazy, and, and, and what is mentally ill? And this is why you see these types of things being talked about today mental health alerts, the background checks, red flag gun confiscation laws. You see, and I told you guys earlier the week, in this week that the background checks will include your social media. They will monitor or screen your social media. This is also why, two weeks ago, the FBI, ironically enough from Yahoo as well, the FBI came out with a document saying that conspiracy theories about the deep state are now a new domestic terrorist threat. So, again, I ask the question of who defines Deranged. Let me get into this article. It says, With many Second Amendment defenders rightly up in arms, no pun intended, over President Trump's previous comments on the red flag laws. Uh, He says right here, he put this up on August 9th. He says, Some serious discussions are taking place between House and Senate leadership on meaningful background checks. I have also been speaking to the NRA and others so that their very strong views can be fully represented and respected guns should not be in the hands should not be placed in the hands of mentally ill or deranged people I am the biggest second amendment person there is but we must all work together for the good and safety of our country common sense things can be done that are good for everyone you see so I just I just have a very weird statement whenever they or a very weird feeling whenever they try to add these blanket statements Uh, but that's what he said so continuing on in this article it says is Donald Trump anti-gun rights some might say yes uh, because the President has joined Senator Lindsey Graham to support red flag laws that allow government agents to take guns temporarily from those they deem too dangerous or unfit to possess a weapon, such laws may be a major threat to Second Amendment to the Second Amendment unless great care is taken to ensure due process is obstru- observed strictly and fully. Remember that Donald Trump said, <laughs> "We take the guns first and then due process." Coming up with a term called rapid due process. Uh, But continuing on, Graham, in a statement, said he has reached a deal with Senator Richard Blumenthal, a Democrat from Connecticut, on a bill that would start a federal grant program to to help and encourage states to create, quote, red flag protection order laws, which are meant to make it easier for law enforcement to identify mentally ill people who should be banned from purchasing guns. Trump announced his support for the red flag laws from the White House on August 5th, stating that, quote, those judged to pose a great risk to public safety should not have access to firearms, and that if they do, those firearms can be taken through, quote, through hashtag rapid due process. Uh, But the president's latest tweets on the subject of gun control should perhaps be seen as backing away from that, tweeting that, quote, serious discussions taking place between House and Senate leadership on meaningful background checks. Quick to explain that he is fully behind the rights to bear arms, Quote, I am the biggest Second Amendment supporter there is, but we must all work together for the good and safety of our country. <laughs> so I, I guess I just, again, have to laugh at that because the very same people that it realized that for the two for, for the for the first two years of his presidency, they called Trump mentally ill. And Trump's not a gun guy. So they so this is the power that's being given over. So all the, and, and again, just think about this. I just want people to think about how it's going to get set up. All the Trump supporters, uh, they came up with what? The Trump derangement syndrome. What is going to classify people as mentally ill? What is going to be the triggering point? You know, uh, I, and we're seeing this too already with the destabilization because Antifa is carrying out their attacks domestically with clubs, bats, you know, cement shakes and you name it, firebombs, et cetera, et cetera. They have to have something that represents uh, the patriotic Americana style movement And what's more American than having guns? So I I guess I'm just curious about what represents mentally ill. You see, and this is why we have to really start thinking about these things. (laughs) I I made a joke last in the last in last week uh, about how (laughs) Donald Trump and, and, and Joe Biden are on the same page because, well, they want your guns. If you're mentally ill, you shouldn't have a gun. Well, how far off is that? from what Joe Joe Biden said right here. To to
3: gun owners out there who say, well, a Biden administration means they're gonna come for my guns. Bingo, you're right if you have an assault weapon. The fact of the matter is they should be illegal, period. Look, the Second Amendment doesn't say you can't restrict the kinds of weapons people can own. You can't buy a bazooka. You can't have a flamethrower. The guys who make these arguments are the people who say the tree of liberty is watered with the blood of patriots. We need the protection against the government. We need an F-15 for that. You need something well beyond whether or not you're going to have an assault weapon. So, how would you deal with all the assault weapons that are already out there that people have? What I would do is I would try to I would institute a national buyback program. And I would move in the direction of making sure that that, in fact, was what we tried to do, get them off the street. But that's not confiscating people. No, that's not walking into their homes, knocking on their doors, going through their gun cabinets, et cetera. So
0: people would be allowed to keep the weapons they already have. Right. Sure. Sure. So (laughs) you already had the House and the city coming for your guns. Senator Joe Biden coming for your guns as well, saying he's going to institute a buyback program. Uh, but this is what I mean by them saying that you're going to be mentally ill for wanting to simply protect yourself. You know, I watch, uh, sometimes I watch C-grade, B-grade movies. And sometimes I do like Christian theme stuff, uh, Revelations in Today's type of things. Uh, and you know, one of the ones I watched recently, they said that Christian extremists, those dirty terrorists with their Bibles and their guns trying to defend themselves, having anti-government demonstrations outside their compounds, they're extremists. They need to be dealt with. Well, how far are how far off are we from that? You see, the idea again of having guns, and I said this in the previous episode. The quote that that Senator Joe Biden's referring to is not what he said. It's the tree of liberty is 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 the tree of liberty is uh, watered by the blood of tyrants, not patriots. But you see, this is what I'm telling you, and we've 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 gone over this in so many different ways. Uh, opposition, defiant disorder. You know, people who who. who who question authority, who do not like uh, everything that's going on, people who just take two seconds to think for themselves, you see, they are going to be considered mentally ill. It's the people who want to defend themselves, conscientious objectors who don't want to be involved in any of this craziness that are going to be considered uh, mentally ill. This is quite possibly why uh, the FBI came out with a document stating that conspiracy theories about the deep state are a new domestic terrorism threat. Uh, this This is coming up from Christina Alia, uh, they put this up August 1st. It's from the Gateway Pundit. It says that Yahoo News has obtained a new FBI document dated May 30th, 2019, that warns conspiracy theories about the new domestic terrorism threat, or the new domestic terrorism threats. What exactly is considered a sp- conspiracy theory? The document specifically called out QAnon, uh, which is a belief that the Q is a government official posting information on an online forum about Trump's efforts to dismantle the deep state. The FBI assesses these conspiracy theories very likely will emerge, spread, and evolve in the modern information marketplace, occasionally driving both groups and individual extremists to carry out violent or criminal acts, the document states. The document also claims that the FBI believes conspiracy conspiracy theory-driven extremists are likely to increase during the 2020 presidential election cycle. I would... Thoroughly have to agree if you have people like George Soros da- donating millions of dollars uh, to their organizations. Continuing on, it says the FBI appears to be bracing for Spygate backlash because they, have, because they said another factor driving these so-called threats is, quote, the uncovering of real conspiracies or cover-ups involving illegal, harmful, or unconstitutional activities by government officials or leading political figures. I wonder if they're talking about Jeffrey Epstein. Hmm. I just wonder. Continuing on, it says the FBI did not offer any specific about which political leaders or which cover-ups it might be referring to. However, the timing is suspicious as Spygate begins to unravel. The FBI is beginning to focus more on anti-government extremism and explained in the document that, quote, this is the first FBI product examining the threat from conspiracy conspiracy theory driven domestic extremists and provides a baseline for future intelligence products. This new category of conspiracy theory-driven monitoring based on a person's beliefs comes from an attempt to explain events or circumstances as a result of a group of actors working in secret to benefit themselves at the expense of others and are usually at odds with official or prevailing explanations of events. The document took aim at the Internet and social media. That's right. The Internet and social media are the culprits for explaining conspiracy theories and so anybody engaged on them are considered a threat those are domestic terrorist threats this is what happens when they call everything you do fake news when as I talked about before people are intentionally intentionally radicalized by misinformation so yeah they do carry out domestic terror threats and activities and I, I ask all the time or tell you guys to a degree I feel like I'm being allowed to operate Are they using us for a template for a number of things? But that's a different discussion for a different day. This is what I mean by declaring you mentally ill, monitoring you with the social credit score system, monitoring you through things like Fedbook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and so much more. You see, I've talked about this time and time again, how we have used their tools of enslavement as tools of enlightenment. And because of this achievement, they now are having to change everything that's going on. And so this is why you guys see us diversifying the content that we're putting out. Uh, (laughs) They're changing the game, and so we have to change in response to it. And so this is, again, something I want to get on record that I'll read in between the next article uh, just so people can understand the times that we're in. Right here, this is from the Judge Report feed. They put this up August 13th. It says, Fedbook paid contractors to transcribe users' audio chats. Fedbook Inc., has been paying hundreds of outside contractors to transcribe clips of audio from users of its services, according to the people with knowledge of the work. The work has rattled the contract employees who are not told where the audio was recorded or how it was obtained, only to transcribe it, said the people who requested anonymity for for fear of losing their jobs. They are hearing Facebook users' conversations, some with vulgar content, but do not know why Facebook needs them transcribed, the people said. Because Facebook is the secret police. They're the data collectors. They need all the, they need as much information as they can. And if in the event that some kind of terrorist ever does try to take down FedBook, well, they still have all these transcribed informations. They still have all of your information. Continuing on, it says, FedBook confirmed that it had been transcribing users' audio and said it will no longer do so, following scrutiny into other companies. Quote, Much like Apple and Google, we paused human review of audio more than a week ago. <laughs> About a week ago. Oh, you guys caught us like today? Yeah, we stopped that like a week ago. Uh, we, we stopped like a week ago. <laughs> the company said Tuesday. The company said the users who were affected chose the option in Facebook's Messenger app to have their voice chats transcribed. They tr- the contractors were checking whether Facebook's artificial intelligence correctly interpreted the messages which were anonymized. An- Anonymized. Uh, big tech companies, including Amazon and Apple, have been have come under fire for collecting audio snippets from consumer computing devices and, subje- and subjecting these cl- those clips to human review—a practice that critics say invades privacy. Bloomberg first reported in April that Amazon and a team of thousands of workers around the world listened to Alexa, re- Alexa audio requests with the goal of improving the software, and that similar human review was used for Apple Siri and Alphabet Inc.'s Google Assistant. Apple and Google have since said they they have no longer engaged in the practice and Amazon said it will let users opt out of human review so there you go and now you have Facebook teaming up with the French government you have you have uh, you have uh, Peter Thiel co-founder of, 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 of PayPal uh, trying to raise awareness about the, the the dangerous practices of Google as well what I'm trying to say is all those transcribed things they're being given to the government for sure and so, even if you don't, even if you you don't voluntarily give over your information to the government, they're going to link up with FedBook so that they can have those transcribed information. They can so they can have all your metadata. You see here. Check this out. Boom. Uh, leaked documents show that the White House is planning an executive order to censor the internet. This is by Fight for the Future, but you guys can catch it over there at Renegade Tribune. They put this up August twelfth, and basically, uh, what they're talking about is how. <laughs> They're, they're they're talking about drafting an order to control the internet. Uh, they don't want China. They don't want China to have control of Google, so they're trying to hurry up and get control of it. And so again, this is what I mean by globalization, negotiations, and technology being the the, the, the main proponent behind it. Uh, this next part I'm going to read to you guys. It comes from Pan America, their Twitter. They put this up August 9th. It says, if this accurately reflects. Resulting EO, uh, the executive order, it's an anti-American edict that would empower the FCC and the FTC to be a viewpoint-based arbiters of online speech. Thankfully, the First Amendment forbids that. It's regretful. It's it, It's regrettable that this administration doesn't seem to know that. But this is something they 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 reposted from CNN. I'm going to get into this article right here. It says leaked documents show that the Trump administration is drafting an executive order that, if upheld by the courts, could essentially end free speech on the Internet. So after that, everything you said, it's already being transcribed, it's being downloaded, it's being archived, everything. I I, I, I wanted to say this, you know, whenever we were talking about anti-government protests and what Hong Kong and Venezuela and uh, France and... Puerto Rico are doing I, I I wanted to talk about this you think they wondered if they had guns you know if some of those protests would go a little better if they had the the means to defend themselves besides just having like bricks and bats and uh, uh, shields and very little very little things to defend themselves and you see that you see how crazy it is the idea of you defending yourself how that's just so that is so bad you better not you better roll those dice and call the cops and better hope they don't bash your brains out this, this is the world that they're trying to promote to you. This is what I mean by authoritarian. This is what I mean by dominion. But uh, let me get into this article. Like I said, they put this up August 12th. It's from Renegade, Renegade Tribune. Uh, it could essentially end free speech on the Internet. The draft order would put the FTC and the FCC headed by the, its notoriously corrupt chairman, Ajit Pai, in charge of monitoring and policing online speech on social media forums, online forums, and more. It would give these bureaucratic government agencies unprecedented control all over how Internet platforms moderate speech by allowing them to revoke the essential uh, protections Congress laid out in Section 230 of the the Communications Decency Act. CDA 230 is the basic law that makes it possible for online platforms to let users post our own content and to make basic decisions about what types of content they are as private entities want to host. Every meme, every social media post, every blog, and every user-generated or user-created video on the Internet has been made possible by this crucial free speech protection. In practice, this executive order would mean that whichever political party is in power could dictate what speech is allowed on the Internet. So I'm, I'm going to pause that right quick. We, we played for you guys in the previous segment, the Democratic Socialists of America literally unable to start a conversation or at least unable to have a discussion about what they actually believe because people were using uh, gendered pronouns or using uh, gendered language or whatever it's whatever it's called could you imagine not being able to speak because you are not Because you're not abiding by the certain rules. We're already seeing this. They're they're already uh, censoring content and and deleting certain things. But could you imagine having to abide by these types of rules?
2: First of all, James Jackson, Sacramento, he, him. I... Just want to say, can we please keep the chatter to a minimum? I'm one of the people who's very, very prone to sensory overload. There's a lot of whispering and chatter going on. It's making it very difficult for me to focus. Please, can we just, I know it's, we're all fresh and ready to go, but can we please just keep the chatter to a minimum? It's affecting my ability to focus. Thank you.
4: Thank you, comrade.
2: Okay, is there a speaker against name, chapter, pronoun?
4: Point of personal privilege. Yes. Please do not use gendered language to, to address everyone. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> quick point of privilege
2: once again Quick, quick point, of point of privilege quick, once again Quick point Hi, of James privilege. Jackson, Sacramento DSA, he, him I have already asked people to be mindful of the chatter of their comrades Who are sensitive to sensory overload And that goes double for the heckling and the hissing It is also triggering to my anxiety Whoa. Like, the be comradely doesn't ju- isn't just for like, you know, let's keep things civil or whatever It's so that people aren't going to get uh, First of all, James Jackson, Sacramento, he, yeah. him
0: Yeah, we're just we're just not political correctness or anybody to tell us what to say. Could you imagine having that be the because they already are. These are the police speeches. These are the people that police thought the police speech. This is the thought control. Could you imagine these types of people with what Trump does with this executive order controlling what people say and do? You see, and so I just want to end this segment real quick. And I, I could have got more into that article. You guys can read more about that on Ritten Gay Tribune. Uh, go to our page, uh, but I want to end this segment by putting this 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 most recent Google whistleblower who's come out to expose the bias in big tech. Uh, and it's just it's important to get this on record. I don't have time to play it all. The full thing's like 19 minutes, uh, but I, I I did upload it to our Instagram TV so you guys can definitely get it there. Uh, but the, 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 the whistleblower Zachary Voorhees, he's appears with, uh, he appears on Project Veritas on Project Veritas to, to talk about the corruption that's going on in there. Uh, so with that being said. I've been explore. living with
2: this like, burden for three years since 2016, when they started changing everything, and, you know, and and to have that burden lifted off of my soul is I've never felt happier or you know more more at peace with myself than I have like right now. The the police didn't announce themselves. I decided that I'm just not gonna talk to them. So why are the police outside your home in San Francisco? And so what I did is I put out a dead man switch. People are like, well, you're brave. It's like when I'm coming and, and explaining what Google was doing, this is an act of atonement, okay, to make my conscience clear. They're not an objective piece. They're not an objective source of information. They are a highly biased political machine um, that is bent on never letting somebody like Donald Trump come to power again.
1: The Google whistleblower has come out of the shadows, this time releasing a large cache of remarkable, confidential Google documents that expose Google's political bias and a scary, progressive social agenda. My name is Zach Voorhees,
2: and I was an employee at Google for eight years. And the reason why I collected these documents was because I saw something dark and nefarious going on with the company. I felt that our entire election system was going to be compromised forever uh, by this company that told the American public that it was not going to do any evil. And I saw that they were making really quick moves, not only in the documents, but also in the internal speeches that the executives were giving to the company, that they were intending to do that. They were intending to sculpt the information landscape so that they could create
1: their own version of what was objectively true. It was June 24th. Project Veritas released an investigation that included an interview in the shadows with Google insider Zach Forhees. Within days, it seems, Google was on to him. What happened since you and I last spoke? Uh,
2: there's a lot of stuff that happened since you and I last spoke. Um, I went back to San Francisco and I laid low. And uh, then out of the blue, I got a letter from Google um, indicating that they knew what I had done and that letter contained uh, several demands, six of them in fact, uh, asking me uh, whether I retained documents, asking me to list the people that I had given the documents to, and uh, requesting access to all of the data, all of my uh, all of my personal data, my laptop, my backup hard drives in order for them to come in and start scrubbing all of it. So we Here's, have
1: the letter in front of us tonight.
0: So I'm going to, I'm going to put the link for this in the description bar below and on our website. So you guys can go check it out because the full thing is it's very mind blowing. It shows you how corrupt Google is. Uh, they talk about running a, they, they called the cops on him to run a wellness check because he had, he had did this because he had, he had showed up with James O'Keefe of Project Veritas to do this expose cops run a wellness check on him, basically to say, "Are you crazy? Are you crazy? Would you really expose Google? Yes, that's why he said it's an act of atonement to expose the corruption within Google. It's an act of atonement to talk about to get this burden off of your chest to talk about how much these people are sculpting and shaping society they're They're helping round up political dissidents in there over there in China. look at what's going on, and they're encouraging it. As he said before, creating objective truth, so much going on. And that's why I'm telling you that technology is behind uh, the globalization negotiation. So like I said, I'll put that link in the description bar below so you guys can go check it out. Uh, But we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to get into uh, Jeffrey Epstein. Ironically enough, I know everybody. Everybody knows what happened to him, but just for the sake of time and getting this on record, we need to talk about it. We're going to get into Jeffrey Epstein's uh, suicide, the mass shootings, as well as Santoya Brown finally being released. I think that's a good. I think that's good news. Uh, but like I said, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be talking about this and more on the other side. Don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction on Factions of Freedom, and we'll be right back right after this. Thank you, or at least, welcome back. I know, the days that we're moving into are becoming increasingly chaotic, and that's why it's important for you to know yourself, to have a little bit of peace, to learn to appreciate time, smell the roses, take a break, get disconnected, get connected with you. All these selfies and no self-knowledge. You know, I, want, I really do wonder what it is about our generation like liking things that sound cool, but not doing them. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe, maybe we'll we'll ask a, a guest on and ask them what they think about that, uh, but that's a different thing. You know, I think it is so interesting, the psychology that is at work today, uh, the emotions that are at work, and just really what's going on. Uh, this I, I didn't intend for this to be how I intro this segment, uh, but, you know, <laughs> this Epstein thing, we're going to get into it. I'm not really going to do a whole... A whole. I'm not going to do a lot of information about it. I'm just going to fly through a lot of the, a lot of the incur- the curiosities, the articles that we have on the on the page, and just you know the information that's out there and why it's just crazy. You know, so many people, and I talked about this with you guys earlier this week. So many people wanted to know whether or not Jeffrey Epstein was dead that it it, it kind of almost scared me. And I say that because I hadn't seen America whipped into a fervor like that, obsessed with death, uh, until. I saw us earlier this year get excited about abortion. And that's scary because now people just want to know, is Jeffrey Epstein dead? You know, they want to know, is he dead for real? You know, did they bury him? <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, I, we, we all finally agree on something. We all have the same question. Democrats, Republicans, uh, leftists, uh, and Warhawk neocons, extremists consciousness objectors conspiracy theorists all of us we all finally have have the same mindset is jeffrey epstein dead it's the one thing we can agree upon death it's like a funeral like we all came together to dress in black to say is jeffrey epstein dead can we see the body because we'll we, we we'll start talking about harmony if this starts happening and the reason i make this kind of a joke is because a, a few weeks ago I had asked a question of what is radicalizing America, and one of the questions or one of the responses we got was just that, the lack of justice surrounding uh, these pedophiles, pedophile executions. And it, it, it truly is crazy to see that, or, or at least it's crazy to see the entire country and the entire world kind of come together over this. Yeah, about a week ago I had asked this question to you, the audience, of uh, what is radicalizing America. And one of the questions right here, or at least one of the the responses is arrogance and hate and the void of public executions for terrorists and pedophiles. And lo and behold, world-known or worldwide pedophile Jeffrey Epstein ends up dead, and everybody ends up having a great old time. Fascinating. Uh, uh, Truly, truly fascinating, but uh, I'm going to play for you guys this quick clip. I think it comes from NBC News where they talk about uh, Jeffrey Epstein and how he has committed suicide in his cell, and then we'll get into some of the curiosities surrounding that right after. This morning, we have new details. Jeffrey Epstein has died by suicide in his Manhattan jail cell. Police say that his body was found at about 7.30 this morning. This comes following the latest developments,
1: naming other prominent and public figures who were allegedly involved in the sex trafficking
0: crimes. As we get new details into the newsroom, we will continue to bring them to you right here on air. And also stay with us on local10.com. Also on our social media sites, we will keep you updated. We'll be right back. This morning, we have new details. Jeffrey... It's for someone like us that does cover news that looks at all this it's very hard to stay on top of this so what we're going to do is kind of go through chronologically what we were able to post capturing this you see because i think this is just there's so many crazy things surrounding this right there there's no surveillance video of epstein's apparent suicide that's a report Epstein warned, authority, uh, Epstein warned authorities someone tried to kill him in July. This is from News Punch. They put this up August 12th. All these are from August 12th, August 11th, August 10th, August 10th, just a whole time frame. Uh, prison guards skipped mandatory checks before Jeffrey Epstein's death. The cellmate was transferred hours before. The Clinton body count uh, was trending on Twitter. And This is after Trump retweeted a video alleging that the Clintons were responsible for uh, Epstein's death. But ironically, at the same time, the Clintons were in Illinois hours after their pal, uh, Jeffrey Epstein, was found dead. Could this have been a cover story? We don't know. Uh, There's a new document or a new Epstein document that reveals Trump, quote, didn't partake in any sex with Epstein's girls. Now, does this mean that Trump was at the actual event? He just didn't partake in any sex? You got to look at how they, how the wordplay of all this happens. This next one comes from uh, Amy Goodman of Democracy Now. They reposted it over there at Raw Story. It says Jeffrey Epstein's mysterious suicide should not stop the investigation into his high-profile sex trafficking ring. I definitely agree. Uh, and Attorney General Bill Barr says that we are now learning of the serious irregularities that are deeply concerning at the jail where, where Epstein was found. And they, they've already let the... The warden go. They've let people that were on duty go. Like that's just so many. It's just sketchy. And so this is what happens. They get and they get the entire world all hopped up, hyped up, ready to. We all want to know. They drip feed this information over time. We know the man was killed, but we're having to wait weeks on weeks on weeks to get confirmation. And so if you ask me, I think this is that culture of death that we find ourselves in. Uh, but continuing on with some of the Epstein. Curiosities because we'll get into the culture of death uh, Shortly after but right here Bill Gates Flew with Jeffrey Epstein on the Lolita Express In 2013 This is by World Truth TV Uh, They put this up August 12th it says Bill Gates hitched a ride on Jeffrey Epstein's plane Four years after he served Time behind bars for soliciting a Minor under the age of 18 for sex This next video Or at least these uh, Next few collection of articles uh, should be very telling. And this is from the Free Thought Project. It's by Matt Agarist. It says, It took a billionaire pedophile to die in jail for media to finally report on elite child sex trafficking. And I'm, I'm going to stop right here at this next article to to uh, explain to you guys some stuff surrounding all this. But shouting and shrieking was heard from Epstein's cell on the morning he died. This new report says, this is by Cassandra Fairbanks of the, gate, of the Gateway Pundit. They put this up August 13th. And if you guys go and listen or go read some of the reports, the investigations, the information, and the articles that are coming out surrounding just this one alone, the shouting and the shrieking, it legitimately sounds like something out of a, a, a Martin Scorsese film. It sounds like something out of Goodfellas or Casino or Sopranos, you know, or, or, or just some kind of mob flick where... Uh, you know, two guards they go in there they're just like, Oh hey Epstein, what's going on? You know, guy's sitting there. He's 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 you know, he's asking these guys, What's going on? <laughs> I shouldn't laugh because we're talking about death, but but cellmates who were actually or not not cellmates because he was transferred out hours before, uh people who were in the same cell block talked about how they heard the cell door open. Two jail guards went in. One of which wasn't an actual correction officer. Two of those guys go in. they start hearing uh, the shouting and shrieking the, <coughs> just the the choking, the choking. And then I don't know if we put this up here <laughs> or oh, right there. Business business insider, a business uh, publication <laughs> caught this uh, breathe Epstein, breathe. The guards say they attempted to revive incarcerated sex offender Jeffrey Epstein before he died by apparent suicide. It's like, so hold on, <laughs> you're telling me that cell block members are saying they heard these these, these so-called uh, guards try to revive Epstein after he had tried to commit suicide. They're saying, "Breathe, Epstein, breathe," as they just strangle the life out of him. Because <laughs> the the information that's coming out right now. Uh, is showing how the marks around his neck indicate that he was strangled. So these guards <laughs> screaming, "Breathe, Epstein! Oh, we want you to breathe." <laughs> you know, I, I should, I really shouldn't laugh, uh, but this is this is again what I mean. So I had to stop right there to show you guys that's how Epstein was killed, and whether or not he actually was murdered by uh, by like an official, who, who knows official elite. Uh, who knows? What I would say is that some of these people will do this for a million dollars. You don't think these corrections officers don't want to be corrections officers? They get paid like five million dollars. They don't, they think they don't have to work anymore. You see, they'll, they'll, they'll ruin their whole career for five million dollars. It doesn't matter however much Hillary Clinton wants to pay. Right here, because we're going through the article list again. After break, after Business Insider was able to catch that these guards <laughs> said, "Breathe, Epstein. We want you to live. Breathe." This next one comes from the Gateway pundit by Jim Hoft. They put this up August twelfth. It says the prison employee that was guarding Epstein was not a correctional officer. Oh, well, that's just that's just curious. Who is to blame for the Clinton body count? Trending. Well, Russian trolls, of course. Epstein hanged himself with sheets tied to the bunk bed. That's what the Washington or the New York Post reports. And now you have a woke social media mob defending pedophilia in the wake of Epstein's death. This next one comes from uh, Sons of Liberty Media. This is by Tim Brown. It says the federal judge who oversaw the release of Jeffrey Epstein's sealed records was found dead. Huh. I wonder how. Everybody's just dying. Everybody's just dying. And even though China's over here dealing with Hong Kong, right, the Hong Kong protesters that have been raising up against their extradition bill that we have mentioned in the first segment, even China found time to troll America over Jeffrey Epstein's suicide. <laughs> wow. I, like, I, I don't even know what to say. China's just like, oh, yeah, he killed himself. FBI agents are furious that Trump is spreading bullcrap about Jeffrey Epstein. So, any anyway, my my whole point behind all that, just to get all those stuff, all that stuff on record, is why are they doing this out so out in the open? Are they really that desperate? Are they really that desperate? Epstein told you guys, and he told us all, they're going to come kill him. We knew that, we knew that, but what was he testifying on? I don't know. This is where I have to make a shameless plug to tell you guys to go check out. Uh, our episode that we did with Laurie Alexander of the Underground Resistance Network where we talked about uh, Epstein's hierarchy of elite evil. I'll put that link in the description bar below. Uh, uh, But this is, again, just more of the curiosities surrounding the whole event. Right after he died, FBI agents scrambled to cover the windows with card boxes and wiped the computers. They just, they, they, they did a whole thing. They wiped it. They covered it up. They covered up his whole house his whole place, his whole estate. I'm going to play for you guys uh, while, while we're talking just to get through all this and then start moving on with some of the other stuff. Uh, some of the drone footage that was captured of Epstein's uh, Lolita Express, not Lolita Express, uh, but the, the pedophile island. Uh, again, this is on our Instagram TV and you guys can find that link in the description bar below. But why are they doing this out in the open? Why are they being so brazen about this? It's because they're trying to flex their power. I mean, again, we all knew about Epstein, who he's involved with, Bill Gates, Kevin Spacey, uh, Chris Tucker. Uh, Bill, uh, there's, there's information coming out as we're recording right now about Epstein having a photo of Bill Clinton in a blue dress hanging up as a painting in one of his offices, or at least at one of his locations, you see. So, so what is this? And, and I guess what I'm really trying to get around to saying is this is going to be a lot deeper than a lot of people think. Uh, there's information coming out now about Ghislaine Maxwell, one of his recruiters, who's working with tech biz- billionaires, saying that they've seen uh, tech billionaires, people like Elon Musk, uh, partaking in drugs and seeking after sex. Mark Zuckerberg even talked about how Jeffrey Epstein could procure children for him, but Zuckerberg did not engage in that. And so what I'm trying to talk about, tech, sex, money, power all this is this is the elite this is what's going on Epstein would have squealed on the whole thing that's, that's why there's information coming out about him being involved out here in New Mexico running these sex cults you see it's like a, if you really get into the deep dark parts of it you're dealing with techno sorcery you're dealing uh, with transhumanism. you're dealing with people uh, elite individuals profiteering off of sex uh, storing their semen uh, it's a eugenics based program like that's what's crazy is, is it's a modern day eugenics program? Uh, they're saving, they're, they're they're getting together, they're having these sex orgies, they're using surrogates. Uh, it's it's it really is a, a, a fantastic story that if you really take the time to look at it, because there are new documents coming out from uh, the the lawyer Mark Rendaza. I think it's like two thousand or five thousand documents that, that that talk about this type of stuff. And because it's been an entire week, we still haven't been able to get through them all. Uh, but even what I've looked at, it's just it's mind blowing. It's, 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 organized. And so where is this funding coming from? That's why I'm so curious. It's like, what, what is this? We are literally looking at a modern day eugenics program. Look at this. You got FBI agents inside of the actual building. You got a modern day eugenics for slash epigenetics program, a transhumanist agenda, uh, operating out here in the open. Yeah. Trump didn't get involved in all that because I'm sure he's not, he's not a part of that whole group it's just it truly is mind-blowing uh, and so while people are trying to get to the bottom of Epstein's air quote suicide they're not looking at the actual information they just want more external third-party confirmations of you know Epstein murdering himself breathe Epstein breathe even though the guard wasn't a correctional officer <laughs> they had to bring him in to transfer his cellmate out the dude was set up he was murdered you see, and, and, and there's there's so many curiosities surrounding it that they have to point people into the direction of the, the curiosities surrounding a suicide, not the actual content itself, not the actual issue, not what Epstein was actually involved in. We want to know, they want to have us focus more so on Epstein's death than what he was actually doing. And so this is what I mean by that culture of death, that, that culture of death that we find ourselves in. You see, how more people are obsessed with the death factor rather than the life what did he do during what he was alive why is this so controversial not why he died being controversial but what is going on surrounding him you see this is why again they just had mass shootings mass stabbings uh, increase increased the chaos because what we were seeing and you guys can go look at some of the videos we've played it for you here I remember playing it when I had Lori on uh, of some of the the, the the temples and the rituals that were conducted there you see they, they, because it's going to come out, but they have to get you prepared to start seeing it. They have to get you prepared to embrace it, to understand that these people are into some dark stuff. So mass stabbings, mass shootings, mass graves, uh, sex rituals, sex, drug-fueled sex parties, orgies and stuff like that. And I don't mean to sound gross, but that's why they had to just, again, desensitize you to it. This is why they're already preparing the next generation to get involved with the drackling story time and the pedophilia, but this is a different day and an age that we'll discuss later. To stick with the Epstein situation, this is the elite. I had people asking me, you know, why is, why is this important? You know, what's going on with the Epstein thing? Why would people do this? It's for power. It's for money. You see. That's the only reason they would do these types of things. Is so that they can control everything. That's, that's what it's about. So to, let, me, let me get back to this. The Clinton body count trending on Twitter, uh, the mass shootings and the manifestos to cover up the news cycle, the culture of death that we find ourselves in. Y- y- you see, this is why it's so dangerous. Epstein, he's the tip of, he literally is the tip of the iceberg. He's the one that they could prop out there, get him right there, out the open, let everybody know, and then kill him. And the Clintons are in Illinois just like, hey, ha- having a great time. You've got to understand that we are dealing with uh, satanic occultists, technocratic occultists, high high Luciferian occultists. People who understand the workings of of esoteric energy, of dark spiritual stuff, and they're embracing it, and they're encouraging it. And if they can carry this here out, out, if they can carry this out, out here in the open, well, what else can they get away with, you see? So we will keep an eye on this, as we always have, but I think people at the end of the day need to understand the levels that these people are willing to go, go to and everything else surrounding it, like here. Let me, let me get this on record, too, since we're covering uh, Epstein, all of his involvement, people like Bill Gates, Elon Musk, and so much more, uh, just to get all this stuff on the same episode right here. Epstein's, air quotes, Madam, was found. Justine Maxwell was living with a tech CEO in a multi-million-dollar oceanfront mansion. Jeffrey Epstein's former best friend and alleged procurer of underage girls, Justine uh, Maxwell, has found what has been found after three years of speculation. And here she is again, Justine with Elon Musk. And This next part comes from Zero Hedge. Uh, it says Epstein said he'd witnessed, quote, prominent tech figures taking drugs and arranging for sex. The New York Times reported that, and there she is, there's, new, there's just Lane Maxwell and Elon Musk at some kind of thing. Epstein claimed that in 2018, he was working with Elon Musk to find Tesla's new chairman. Remember whenever he said funding secured, right? Whenever he had that really, really ambiguous text? Hmm, or that really, really ambiguous uh, uh, tweet? This next one comes from the Telegraph UK. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein and Jislaine Maxwell boasted of collecting compromising material on the rich and the famous. And would you look at that? This next one, it comes from uh, Ghost Panther. Says that they uh, look at that. You have Jislaine Maxwell at Hillary Clinton's wedding oh, or Chelsea Clinton's wedding. Oh, wow. So I wonder who's all involved in that. I wonder what would happen if Americans started putting the dots together. I would wonder what happened if Americans started asking questions. I wonder what would happen if people just took two seconds to look up from, oh, some cute, some cute puppies or some cute kittens or just, you know, something, something to distract them. I wonder what would happen if Americans actually started to take the time to give a crap about their environment and ask themselves, well, who are these people that we follow? Why, why are we with hashtag with her? You see, isn't that isn't that what people say as far as Hillary Clinton? What would happen if people start putting all the pictures together? I'll tell you what'll happen. It is disturbing, but this coming from
3: the police showing one of these attacks. We're going to show it to you, an edited portion of this video. Again, you might find this disturbing. So here we go. This is how it played out at one of the scenes, an insurance office in Garden Grove, and you see the man in black hoodie. He walks up to this woman, approaches the woman sitting down, starts talking to her, gets very close to the woman at the desk, and you'll see him then pull out two knives. He's going to walk around there. His knives are in his hand right now, and he starts to attack. We stop it here, but he slashes at her dozens of times, uh, and we're going to pick it up in the moment that the woman runs away. She hides behind the table, but look at that green to the right in the petition. There's a person there who grabs his attention. I don't think he realized that that person was in the room. Then he decides to grab some money. And then he takes off. Again, this terrifying video and just part of what played out in two Orange County cities.
0: And I would assume it's Rob McMillan is live in Garden. Stabbings. That's what's going to happen. Stabbings. Shootings. Bombings. That's what's going to happen. If people start putting it together, they're going to start having stabbings. Uh, ice raids. Shootings. Mass protests. Destabilization. Drag queen story time. Riot police. You see, they've got to figure out a way to keep you away from the trail. so while everybody's focused on the death right the death of Epstein the culture of death again they're not looking at why this is all going on and what's actually happening in the background and why it's important that we take the time to really look at this and ask ourselves what is going on and what have we found ourselves in you see and that's why this is so dangerous is because their crimes are still being carried out and and the dangerous part about it is it's being carried out here in the open so to close this segment out On some relatively good news, still in the same vein of human trafficking, of of covering up elite crimes, and how all this stuff is still going on, organized human trafficking, organized organ harvesting. Again, that's what the Hong Kongers are protesting out there uh, in Hong Kong with that extradition bill, having their organs harvested by China. All this stuff is still going on. I mean, you can buy a child sex slave if you set your locations right on Fedbook. (laughs) They're, They're doing it because it's, it's part of some other culture's culture, but I digress. Uh, but to end this on a relatively good news, on a good note, Centoya Brown, convicted at 16 of killing her sex trafficker, has been released from prison 15 years later. Let's take a listen.
4: Tonight, Santoya Brown is enjoying her first day of freedom in 15 years, revealing she's written a memoir and got married in prison. Her new name, Cintoya Brown Long. With word of her release at 3.20 a.m., an attorney texting, she is free. Hallelujah.
0: She's uh, the most amazing transformation of, of a human being.
4: She's now 31. Sentenced to life for murder at age 16. Prosecutors say she shot a man she was trying to rob, but her attorneys argued she'd been forced into prostitution and killed in self-defense. The case inspired a documentary, and Ignited National Outrage. Hashtag Free Syntoya Brown. A-list celebrities leading the call for justice. Calling a life sentence for the teenager too harsh, former Tennessee Governor Bill Haslam commuted it. She really had, you know, done what we hoped and changed her life. One of the first things Santoya said when we walked in to see her in prison was, "I won't let you down." She earned a high school diploma and two college degrees while mentoring young. Tonight, Santoya Brown is enjoying her first day of freedom in 15
0: years. At a girl, degree, her diploma and two degrees. At a girl, straight up, and that's at a girl. Good job, Centoya. Kill that dude trying to prostitute you and then you go get your degree? Had a girl. And that's the type of stuff, it <laughs> sounds crazy, but that's the type of stuff that doesn't really get talked about. You see, yes, we all understand that Epstein's involved in some crazy, crazy stuff, so are the elite. It, it's, that's techno sorcery at its finest order. But uh, Centoya Brown, individual girl, 16, trying to protect herself, gets locked up for, for killing some dude that's trying to pimp her out? Yeah, she was going to rob him, but this is this is this is real life. You see, these are the things that regular day people have to deal with. And covering up elite crimes means just that. They had to give us a, a They had to give us that. They had to give us Antonio Brown because if people started looking into things like that, again, they'd start asking questions of, well, why would people like Jeffrey Epstein get away with it? There's, 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 there's talks about how Mossad is involved, uh, how Israeli agents are involved, how the CIA is involved, how the FBI is involved. I mean, they went and raided his place right after he died. So again, it, it's just a very crazy mess, but this is what happens with intelligence operations such as this and psychological operations. Uh, you have to understand that these people are trying to gradually induct you into the society. As I said before, uh, with with Hillary Clinton, Chelsea Clinton, Bill Clinton, Kevin Spacey, uh, Bill Gates, all these other people, you you name it, are you with her? The elections are coming up. Are you with her? Are you with Michelle or Michael Obama? Are you with Hillary Clinton? Are you with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez? Are you with Rashida Tlaib? Are you with Ilhan Omar? Are you with all these people? I'm with Marianne Williamson. And I, le- I seem to like Tulsi Gabbard as well. Uh, but my point is this, and I've talked about this time and time again, we have not become wicked enough for people like Hillary Clinton. And if they can carry this here if they can carry this out out here in the open, then people have to understand that you'll be with her. you will be aligned with everything she's pushing and everything they're trying to become. This is where they would like to take the country. And this is what I mean by covering up elite crimes, because they're doing it right there out in the open. So are you going to be with evil? Are you aligning yourself with these types of agendas? Uh, but here's what's going to happen, gangs, Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about, apparently, scientists from the Dominican Republic finding a cure for Ebola. But again, because people want to focus on Epstein, nobody cares. Uh, we're also going to be talking about the European elites' darling delight, Greta Thunberg. Uh, And what eco-fascism is, how this environmentalism, uh, how it's going to be taking a radical shift over the next coming years. We're going to be talking about encouraging extremism and more on the other side. But like I said, ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction on Factions of Freedom. And we'll be right back right after this. salutations my friends i'm here to talk to you about that's right cbd oil cbd oil can reduce the risk of relapse among alcohol and cocaine addicts and you know they're trying to flood us with both according to a 2013 study published in the british journal of clinical pharmacology CBD was proven to have these benefits relieving pain and inflammation, having antipsychotic effects, reducing anxiety, helping to fight cancer, relieving nausea, treating seizures, lowering incidences of diabetes, and also promoting cardiovascular health. Realize that in 2014, Purdue Pharma received FDA approval for an opioid drug that claimed to help curb the opioid addiction. This will actually help you curb your usage of opioids as well as your reliance upon them. And remember, guys and gals, stay vigilant. that's right we're back thank you and welcome back to the third segment it's right around here It's right around here that I either... It's like a make or break moment. We're either in a good groove and we're flowing and it's like, yeah, this all makes sense, I I hear you. Or it's a total train wreck. And it's like a tornado and, you know, I have to say... I have to apologize like several million times. But I don't think it's that one. I think it's the former. I think we got a good groove going. That's for sure. You see. Uh... I wish I could tell you I I am learning so much working in the yard. I'm I'm learning so much taking time to garden. Uh I have a red hibiscus. I have an ipomoea heterifolia also known as a, mor- a morning glory. I'm growing corn. Uh I have tomatoes, little 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 yellow tomatoes. They're all sweet, little tart. I don't like tomatoes, but I like my tomatoes. Uh <laughs> I'm trying to grow onions uh, mushrooms of the non psychedelic variety <laughs> and so the reason I say all this is because social media is 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 reaching its critical mass point not only because of what I mentioned in the first segment uh, with the White House signing over an executive order uh, but because of people's fatigue with the amount of content that they're seeing maybe maybe or, or maybe that's just my perception of it maybe that's just me being tired of trying to fight against the overwhelming tide of ignorance and getting back to what is natural what is normal what makes me feel fulfilled and it's the work not only not only doing this type of enlightening work but also putting my hands in the earth seeing what these two things can do uh, for people this is why we just need to hurry up and get in video I'm pulling like a Ricky Bobby I'm putting up my hands in front of me you know when he's doing that interview he's like I don't know what to do with my hands I'm I'm putting my hands up saying, well, I'm I'm trying to figure out what to do with my hands because I don't want to give all of my attention to Fedbook or Google or Instagram. I don't want to give all my attention to, as I said before at the start of the show, this black mirror, this all-encompassing black obsidian device that wishes to seek and harvest my energy. No, I want to give it to my red hibiscus. I want to see it bloom. I want to see it sing. I want my apple tree to produce some fruit. And you know what that means? Spending time with it. That means spending some time out there in the green mirror, taking time to recognize the natural divine order of things. I was reading, gosh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm reading like four books, and I got another coming. I'm still reading the Corpus Hermeticum, I'm reading the Alchemist, I have the daily devotional book, and I'm also reading the Bible. So I read the Alchemist... Uh, and the help, the corpus or medicum right before bed gives me like a weird state. It's a perfect place to dream. And then I wake up and I read the Bible and the devotional books. Uh, and so this morning it was talking about children. And and and, and it's, just, it's crazy how some of this stuff works. And I just take signs from the universe like that. I just need to say all this so I can start this whole segment. Uh, but But what I'm reading, it talks about how, again, you just have to recognize the order of things. Like even... Even from pigs, they eat the remains of everything to the earth, which which consumes even the the excrement of the pig, which eats everything. Everything is connected in a beautiful cycle. And if we don't understand that divine natural order of things, and we try to Facebook it or just Instagram ego it, we we mess with it. We become the ignorant ones, you see. Uh, But I digress. I I, I intro all that to tell you guys that what's going to happen here in the future, and we already see it happening... Uh, is a hardcore push towards environmentalism. And I don't want anybody telling me that I don't care about the Earth, because I do. I don't want people telling me that I don't care about the environment when I do. I've I've, I've traveled to so many different states and so many different countries that I have a fierce appreciation not only for uh, Earth's inhabitants, but for the Earth itself. (laughs) This is why we need to have another flat Earth uh, versus round Earth, globe Earth debate. Uh, but my discussion, my point behind pointing out all these different types of things is you see this, 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 this ideology being pushed onto us, you see, caring about the earth, caring about resources, caring about yourself. Uh, and, 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 and while these are very good, I guess, again, I just have an issue with it being commercialized, corporatized, standardized, uh, hashtag stay woke. And now we have an entire generation of woke tards that don't know anything. So let's get into this. Let's get into some good news, or at least let's start getting into the, the, the segment, the content that we're going to be covering. Uh, as I said before, whenever we went to break, apparently scientists in the Dominican Republic have found a cure for Ebola. They found out that uh, Ebola is curable but because, again, everybody only wants to know about Epstein, they don't want to hear about good news like this. Right here, this is from uh, Elias Murat of the Minds Unleashed. They put this up August 12th. It says, Scientists just announced that Ebola is now curable. Scientists have declared that the uh, that the era in which the Ebola virus is considered an incurable disease has come to an end. The announcement, made Monday, comes after two experimental treatments provided so effective in recent trials that they will now be offered to all patients in the, De- the Democratic Republic of Congo. Oh! Not the uh, the Democratic, not the Dominican Republic, the Democratic Republic of Congo. Uh, the country is currently in the throes of a year-long outbreak of Ebola, the second largest outbreak ever. The disease, which leads to severe cases of fever, headache, and hemorrh- hemorrhaging, normally kills about half of those infected. Yet the least out- the latest outbreak has claimed the lives of around seventy percent of those who have contract- contracted it. According to Professor Jean-Jacques Moyambe, uh, the Director General of the National Institute for Biomedical Research in Kinshasa, Kinshasa, uh, many have walked into Ebola treatment centers only to leave the centers dead. But the the new antibody-based treatments are so potent that only one out of every ten Ebola sufferers who receive the new drugs are expected to die. Moyambe told The Guardian, quote, From now on, we will no longer say that Ebola is incurable. These advances will help save thousands of lives. Up until now, many families uh, with the epidem- within the epidemic zone have hidden those infected due to raging violence and distrust or are only taken them to receive care when it is too late to save them, or worse, when it became more likely that the virus will be transmitted to family members. The latest epidemic has infected around 2,800 patients so far and cured nearly 1,000 of them, according to the World Health Organization. Dr Muyembe expects the du- the new drugs to be a game changer noting that quote now that 90% of the patients can go into treatment centers and come out completely cured they will start believing it and building trust in the population and the community So if you guys want to read more about that you can do so on our page and I wanted to start the segment off by saying that's a good thing we can cure diseases we have we have m- thousands of drugs and yet none of them are cured and it takes people who are embedded in a disease ridden area to find the cure and it gets no attention, it gets no attention. And that's why I find this sad, is, is on another level too, and this is some truth that I really think people understood when I was reading that, we have to hope that sick, villainous people like, like Bill Gates does not go into the Democratic Republic of the Congo and mess this up. Like, I, I, I just hope that's not the case. I don't hope they find a cure for Ebola only. To distort it because you know that's how this works unfortunately that's how these people work you know we were talking about this earlier in the show uh, about how what google is doing to create objective truth by blacklisting certain people blacklisting certain topics shadow banning people putting them into the phantom zone uh and so much more but again this didn't uh, ebola becoming incurable or becoming curable doesn't get any news Because of something like this. Check this out. Google is intentionally hiding natural health information and labeling it dangerous. This is from Max Lavo of uh, SDHF Plan. They put this up August 9th. Imagine that. Imagine them saying that Ebola being curable is considered dangerous. Or hiding it. And this is what I mean. How are people supposed to know these types of things whenever, again, we have this culture of death. Everybody wants to focus on death. No one wants to encourage one another. Nobody wants to build a better society. And when we have good news, we don't even know how to react to it because it doesn't give us that dopamine hit that talking about death does. And this is what happens with Google taking over things. When they become the arbiters of truth, only they are the the ones allowed to tell us things. This is why I have to hurry up and make that resist resist groupthink T-shirt, and why I have to keep telling you guys to get the disobey Big Brother T-shirt, uh, the disobey Big Brother stickers. Just plaster those things everywhere. Get it out there. Let them know. Do disobey Big Brother. What they're trying to tell you is just probably it's probably a lie. That's how this works. That's how the devil works. Why wouldn't this be any different? Uh, but here, to to t- t- again. Talk about stuff relating to your health that didn't get any real attention. Uh, And the Mind Unleashed apparently caught this as well. It's sort of zero hedge. It says Russia orders evacuation of village near site site of nuclear explosion after radiation spike. I'm considering this uh, Chernobyl 2.0. They're saying that they don't want to call it Chernobyl 2.0, but because of the amount of radiation that was in the area, it's pretty bad. They had to evacuate people. You know, they're not saying that it was a mandatory evacuation, but it was a recommendation. They just recommended that you get out of the area because of the spike. I'm going to play for you guys a news clip of uh, some of the people that they actually had at the, in the area uh, talking about this because we just need to get it. We need to get it from them. We need to get what's going on uh, from people who are experiencing this type of stuff and who are subject to. Subject to the, the, the byproducts of it, and the reason I say this with, with, with the Russian, with Chernobyl 2.0, this is all stuff that affects our environment, this is all stuff that affects our health, uh, and because it's not getting any attention, well, how do you think this is going to affect people? We, we, we don't even get to talk about, this isn't fake news, but we don't get to talk about uh, Ebola becoming curable, we don't get to talk about uh, uh, radiation spikes, this is very dangerous. You see... Uh, But here, let's pull up this clip.
4: Local officials said that there was a slight increase in radiation levels in a nearby city which houses a Navy facility. The blast triggered panic among residents who flocked to pharmacies to buy iodine. The iodine pills can block the thyroid glands take-up of radioactive elements. Naturally, the mishap has reminded everyone of the 1986 Chernobyl nuclear disaster in the erstwhile U.S.S.R. However, experts say that it is too early to compare the situation
0: to Chernobyl. Uh, I would not with
4: Chernobyl.
0: He says, "I wouldn't compare this with Chernobyl, but in general, now in Russia, there is a big problem. Uh, there is a big problem with a responsible attitude to radioactive waste in general. It's not so important whether there is some issue. Uh, and this is said by Constantin Foreman of Greenpeace, and they're out there in Russia. So again, environmental issues going on. They're not. You don't hear the mainstream media saying anything after this whole two-year Russian collusion hoax nonsense about Russia having this huge, massive flop, creating like a Chernobyl 2.0. They're just, again, running with whatever just destabilizes and radicalizes America. Uh, but my whole point behind introducing all this segment with environmental issues, health news issues, and things like this as well, is we're, we're, we're having real-world detrimental effects uh, due to the political climate, due to the environment that's going on due to how people are reacting to types to, to everything really and I find that extraordinarily dangerous I mean a, a perfect example of this is and I'm just going to read you guys a few of these articles that I've clipped together uh, they to show you kind of how crazy things really are the average US farm is one million three hundred thousand dollars in debt and now the worst farming crisis in modern history is upon us And the next one with that uh, comes from the Drudge report feed it, they put this up August 12th. It says struggling farmers. They say that Trump is ruining their markets. Uh, and this one comes from Common Dreams. Farmers hit back at USDA chief mocks those harmed by the trade wars as whiners. So people who have over a million dollars in debt are considered whiners due to the, the USDA chief. The average farm has over a million dollars in debt. The farmers of America creating the food that, that, that people are eating, that we should be consuming, I'm telling you, I'm trying to grow mushrooms and onions, just to you know be cute. These people are in debt, and we've talked about it over here on the show about how how much acreage is really being used to create uh, food farms. What's being What's actually being transported here? I think what uh, early, earlier this week there was an article that came out about how Trump is trying to get Japan to try to start buying some of our some of our goods because that's how dangerous the trade war is becoming. So what happens when? We can't even grow food, and I talked about this earlier in the year. I think it was sometime in April, either April, April, May, June or July, where uh, the farms that we're experiencing right now, how they're just devastated, how they're how nothing's growing there, how they they're, they're literally they've literally been wiped out. Uh, some places are. Unable to produce food due to the droughts. Some places are unable to produce food because of the because of the floods. Some places are unable to produce food because of hurricanes. Uh, we're not even talking about the devastating damage that things like Monsanto and Bayer have done agriculturally. You see, and so all of this is to paint a picture for you guys to to to, to gradually get you guys to understand the assault that's happening to uh, our environment as well as our agricultural production. How much America does and does not produce? How much America does and does not consume? And who's actually buying from us and what's going on? I mean, again, do you know where your food comes from? Are you producing it? Uh, are, you, are, you, are you killing it? You know, are you saving it? You know, these are, these are all like very real things that people have to start thinking of. I mean, people are freaking out about the, 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 the conditions of immigrants in the camps. Well, what happens whenever you can't even go to, like, Walmart to get food? You see here, boom, right there. I'm going to pull this this up, this up for you guys just to get this on record since we're talking about the, the farming crisis that's happening here in America. This is put up June 24th. It's from Natural Blaze. Uh, shocking before and after photos reveal the truth about the widespread crop failures that are facing in 2019. And if you guys look at this, this guy's one year ago, he's standing in his field, hands up. The crops are as big as, like, they're they're up to his 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 forearms. A year later, you know they're they're underneath his feet. June and this is in Indiana. June 11, 2018, full crop field. Everything's looking nice. June 19, 2009, everything's barren and dead. Nothing's growing in Nebraska, Kansas, Illinois, and this is crazy. Flooding. <laughs> an accurate accurate picture of how the spring of 2019 has been so far yes that is a sea turtle that is a turtle swimming in the corn our whole our whole ecological and environmental systems all jacked up because you have people like bill gates and harvard uh spraying carbon car- calcium carbonate into the sky, sp- uh, spraying chalk into the sky. You have former disgraced CIA director John Brennan agreeing to spray things like stratospheric aerosol injections, spraying chemicals in the sky to reflect the sunlight. This is what I mean by everything being all jacked up. And these guys, these technocrats, these are the people behind these types of things. So f- so, so, think about that. Trump's trade war is getting nobody to buy our crops and on top of that, we can't even sell the crops that we made from last year. So, what do you think this is going to do to our environment? Uh, and I don't want to scare—I don't want to scare people. I don't want to freak them out. Uh, but this is all stuff that's again not getting talked about, not getting published. Uh, mainstream media is trying to shy away from it because again, orange man bad. I get that, but we're not really talking about effective solutions and what's going to come after this. Uh, uh, what I'm—I guess—getting around to trying to say is this is going to gradually begin to start getting us to think about things. Uh, such as regenerative agriculture, things like climate change, geoengineering, weather modification, as I said before, regenerative agriculture, food farms, uh, places where people can go, community gardens, all kinds of different things like this. Where's your food coming from? Uh, we, can't, we can't house everybody. everybody, and this is sustainable development. We can't house everybody, but everybody has to begin to ration, start thinking about what's going on. Uh, So I'm going to put the link for this spicy meme in the description bar below so you guys can go check it out. You can also find it over there on our partner page, Liberation Legion. But this is just a quick intro into what regenerative agriculture is. Uh, It's generally defined as agriculture that builds soil health and overall biodiversity and yields a nutritious and profitable farm product. Instead of the sun-baked bare lanes between corn stalks that are typically conventional agriculture, uh, these lanes sprout an assortment of cover crops these are plants that save soil from wind and water erosion, reduce the evaporation of soil moisture, and attract beneficial insects and birds. Uh, like all plants, these cover crops convert atmospheric carbon dioxide into liquid carbon food, some of them, for, some for themselves and some to support the fungi, bacteria, and other microscopic partners underground. A portion of the carbon stays there, turning poor soil into fragrant, fertile stuff that resembles a chocolate cake. The, food, the, the field rustles with larger life forms, too. Uh, Lundgren was visiting this particular field to meet up with a group of his grad students sprayed among the plants, sucking insects into plastic tubes and later identified and counted. Lundgren launched a research institute called Asidius back in 2016 to conduct a comparative studies between uh, conventional agriculture and regenerative agriculture, which is generally defined as agriculture that builds soil health, as I said before, and overall biodiversity and yields a nutritious and profitable farm product. And that's what we need to start thinking about these days because we can't have all these, these massive farms, all this stuff that's going on. Because if we have years like this where they're not being able to produce anything, people end up in millions of dollars of debt. Where's this gonna go? Who's gonna pay for that? We should start bailing out the farmers, not the banks, you see, but that's, that's the mindset that we're up against. So while all these things are going on, Which are very real as i said before i'll put the the link for that spicy meme in the description bar below but while all these things are going on uh you have people like greta thunberg as i said before the european elites darling delight greta thunberg posing with masked german eco extremists now i've been saying this is going to happen for quite some time And this is found over there at Sign of the Times. They put this up August 12th. It says, Cognitive Dissonance. Elite's darling Greta Thunberg poses next to massed German eco-extremists prompting confusing feelings. And the confusing feelings is because, well, (laughs) they were all about Greta Thunberg. She's fighting climate change like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Uh, and former governor Jerry Brown, uh, California governor Jerry Brown she's combating climate change she's fighting for our future she's making sure everybody's having uh, uh, reducing their carbon footprint reducing greenhouse gas emissions right so why would she be standing next to these eco extremists well because you know google doesn't love to tell you guys these things and you sure as heck won't find it over there on fedbook uh, 2 weeks ago Ironically enough, Greta Thunberg and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez met up to talk about how they wouldn't deal with Trump. Got no media coverage. So, for her to go back to Germany, link up with these extremists, well, essentially what I'm guessing happened during that conversation is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez told Greta, "Hey, look, you need to go make some you need to make your own Antifa because that's how I got up in here." You, you need to make your own eco-extremists that go out there and destroy those factory farms. You need to find yourself some eco-extremists that run up in uh, restaurants like, like, like Antifa did to Ted Cruz. Remember, whenever he was eating with his wife, right? And Antifa ran up in there and said, Beto's way hotter than you, bro. R- remember that? Those chicken neck weirdos when they ran up in that nice fine dining restaurant just to heckle uh, Ted Cruz? Well, that's what Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is saying to to Greta. She's saying you need to find you some eco-extremists that can carry out uh, the destabilizing psychological operations that you need to get your viewpoint across. Let me get into this article. Because that's, I'm just guessing that's what happened. But let me get into this article. It says, says, Swedish teenage climate campaigner Greta Thunberg stands next to German climate activists as she visits the Hambach Forest, Germany, on August 10th, 2019. The young Swedish environmentalist Greta Thunberg, who has found attentive audiences among Western elites and media alike, has flabbergasted a German politician and police by posing with a masked quote, left-wing extremist. Thunberg, 16, who rose to fame last year after organizing school strikes against climate change ha- and has since attended an array of high-level meetings and conferences, has unexpectedly visited Germany's ancient Hombach forest on her way to two climate conferences in the Americas, just ahead of her journey across the Atlantic bo- abroad, a multi-million dollar racing yacht. Now, before I, I, I continue on, what they're talking about right there is is, is quintessential, or it's just like... It's, it's, an, it's enormous for me. Greta Thunberg, 16, organizing climate strikes. I think it's like Friday. It's like every Friday or something like that. I don't know. But it's like every week or so she's running these, these uh, protests where kids aren't going to school. They're protesting for climate change. Uh, and I just think that's crazy because you have education taking a backseat to politics and politics uh, leading education. So when you have this 16-year-old basically riding on this multimillion-dollar yacht Getting all your other kids out of school, well, you see where that's going to go. You see. So who's paying for that multi-million dollar yacht? Who's paying for her, her to do all this traveling? Who's paying her to do all these types of things? Uh, but continuing continuing on with this article, it says, but it was just, but it was not just another of Dunberg's eloquent speeches filled with doomsday messages that drew the attention of politicians and media. Located in West Germany, Hambach Forest is the arena of a long-standing battle between environmentalist-turned-squatters and Germany's second-largest electricity producer, RWE, which operates a local open-cast coal mine. Much of the dismay, dismay of, local, of a local politician and a police official, the now-prominent climate activists seemingly sided with those whom German security services have branded extremists for quite some time. Photos taken at the scene show Thunberg, posing next to a masked figure in black in, in Black, alongside local environmentalists, the Veiled Woman is one of the, is one of the squatters who occupied the 12,000-year-old forest in an attempt to prevent it being razed to the ground for the sake of, a, of the mine expansion. The local eco-activists have a long and troubled history with authorities as they occupied various areas of the forest and even built treehouses there while blocking the roads and ra- roads and railways leading to the mine police attempt to forcibly remove them from the area often ended up in the clashes and violence. The German Domestic Security Force Service, the BFV, have designated them as left-wing extremists. So again, a German version of Antifa. So why would she be in that, again, multi-million dollar racing yacht coming over here to America to figure out how to activate and mobilize these people? You see, this is what I mean by encouraging extremism. You see, eco extremists this was the quintessential thing that i wanted to pull up for you guys when we talked about this because what we're talking about is the commercialization of climate change where again everybody has to be on the same point where we're all on the same page now i had tried to talk, talk to you guys about this uh, towards the end of last week's episode and how there was a report that came out about how many about how many environmentalists Uh, were murdered each week and how that that plays into them promoting this agenda, trying to change the narrative and get this stuff out here. Uh, And so I'm going to play for you guys this quick clip to get it on record in this session. But uh, here it is. This is from the Minds Unleashed. They reposted it from uh, Common Dreams. And I think this is a video with captions, so I'll try to read it to you. It says, Defenders, Uh, This is from Global Witness People everywhere Are standing up Risking their lives and freedom To defend their land And our environment But governments and companies Are labeling them criminals Simply for protecting our planet And so we stand with the defenders. And I'm going to read this. Uh, this is from, as I said before, Common Dreams. They reposted it over there at the Minds Unleashed. They put this up July 30th. This is a disturbing report. Reveals how many environmentalist environmental activists are murdered each week. It says the fight to protect land, homes, livelihoods, and wildlife from destructive pollution causing in- industries turned deadly for more than 160 environmental defenders in 2018. An in international human rights group, Global Witness, revealed Monday night in a new report, organizers campaigning against the destruction of the environment face government face governments, contract killers, and private security firms trying to stop them. Sometimes working together, in total, 164 people were murdered last year while fighting for, while fighting such forces as mining, logging, and agribusiness industries from taking over swaths of ancestral lands, communities, and natural habitats. The number recorded by Global Witness in its report. Uh, quote, enemies of the state means an average of about three eco defenders, eco defenders were killed per week. But the group notes that because so many of these deaths go unreported, is its study represents a, quote, sizable underestimate. Quote, these are ordinary people trying to protect their homes and livelihoods and standing up for the health of our planet. Global Witness reported often their land is violently grabbed to produce goods used and consumed across the world every day f- from food to mobile phones to jewelry uh, the philippines was the deadliest country for eco defenders in 2018 with 30 people killed for protecting the land and the environment nine victims were killed on the country's lands of negros where gunmen shot the sugarcane farmers the sugarcane farms farmers as they occupied a plot of land which was covered by President Rodrigo Duarte's land reform program but had not been distributed to the poor farmers. The National Federation of Sugar Workers said that that at the time, the government has not created an effective land distribution program and instead, quote, red-baits those who assert their their rights to the land, uh, linking the farmers to the communists' guerrillas. The criminalization of eco-defenders is a common tactic used by state forces and corporations to discredit organizers' Defend aggressive actions against environmental campaigns and deter others from joining the fight against extractive and damaging industries. Global witness reported. And so basically what they're talking about is how governments, corporations, uh, Monsanto, Bayer. I mean, there was a report that came out about how Monsanto had their own like black ops strike force team. They, they, They literally go out and go find and kill holistic doctors. So environmentalist defenders are not that far off. And, and, and this is why we've reported on things like the Dakota Access Pipeline, because these people look for reasons to try to discredit movements and to take them over. And so, again, why is Greta Thunberg getting so much attention? You see, it was just last week I talked to you guys about, uh, about a few things about how Harvard scientists are suggesting not eating meat to live longer how how a bbc radio host is saying sacrifice fat people for climate change and overpopulation how a un report is trying to push vegetarianism by guess by guess is it is it 21 2030 or 2050 by 2050 to save the planet so when they're killing these people and they're promoting people like greta thunberg they are again trying to promote an ideology i remember <laughs> because I had to revisit some of the, 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 the notes surrounding weaponizing consciousness expansion. Timothy Leary had to appear before Congress had, uh, to, 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 to basically get them. The, it was a whole thing with the CIA. They had to discredit everything Timothy Leary was saying so that it looked like his movement was being suppressed. It's the psychedelic psyop you see. It's the same thing being in play here. They have to suppress and kill all these people so that they can take it over and create uh, individuals like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez to create people like Greta Thunberg. Uh, Just yesterday, before we we shut down for the day, there's an article coming out from Technocracy News showing how Seattle is coming up with their own version of the Green New Deal. So you have New York coming up with their own Green New Deal. Seattle coming up with their own Green New Deal. Los Angeles coming up with their own Green New deal this is how it works you see no, let's not bring awareness to climate change or geoengineering or weather modification no let's just condemn human behavior and gradually begin to work in the background to shape public opinion let's create a let's create a a, a icon a puppet a a person that people can project their 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 hopes and their dreams onto and then craft them so that they can say everything that they need you see, this is what I mean by encouraging extremism. So while we're having all this go on, yes, these are very real things. People do need to get back to the earth. Uh, at, at Anthropogenic climate change is a very real thing. Humans' impact upon the earth is, is it's documentable. You can find it like in the sediment of the earth for sure. But what they're talking about these days is going to promote that scarcity mindset. It's going to promote that minimalist mindset. It's going to promote that vegetarian-vegan mindset to where we have to ration everything this is what I mean by the scientific dictatorship, the technocracy. This is why these people are already trying to create an environment that shuns you for your actions, that has they, they like I remember it was like what like almost a year ago I remember reading to you guys about how these these technocrats have a a formula to calculate the CO2 emission of a sandwich and how much it takes like and how much it takes to produce all that and how much that is, like, in gas distance. It's crazy. But my point behind firing up all this at the very end is to show you how these people are encouraging these extremes. And what happens when a society doesn't have uh, an abundance? What happens whenever everybody's just fighting for the bare minimum? You see, this is, again, what I mean by the encouraging of extremism. And If they can create a society that that, that has these kinds of understandings or perceives society as such all we're going to be doing is fighting at each other's necks saying you're not doing enough for everybody else this is the gradual takeover of society this is the communist socialist agenda and they're using environmentalism as its cover so i don't want anyone to tell me i don't care about the earth or care about animals or care about my my my, my imprint upon uh, the, the the realm i don't want anyone to tell me that i have an issue with these people as i said before commercializing this and then pushing it out there because there are individuals who are fighting for everyone's freedom for everyone's future and guess what they're not riding in a multi-million dollar yacht they're building tree houses for individuals so that they can create a home in a harmonious environment and this is what i mean by people fighting back against the system this level of civil civil disobedience is what's required and we're seeing that as i said before at the start of the show this is the time of of upheaval this is the time of change And we are history's actors, and all we have to do is create yesterday, today. Or create tomorrow, today. You see. This is Globalization Negotiations Covering Up Elite Crimes and Encouraging Extremism. For the sake of uh, legal purposes, I want to say that I'm not encouraging extremism. I want to say that that's what we were covering. Uh, You know, just for the sake of legal purposes, just in case, you know, we, we travel back in time and they listen to this and they think, oh, wow, that guy Freedom Faction, he said, go do all these things. No, I didn't say do these things. I said, we are history's actors. And what you see unfolding is because we took the actions we did yesterday. You see, don't pray for forgiveness or Don't ask for forgiveness, or don't ask for permission, just pray for forgiveness, <laughs> that's all I really have to say, uh, but I always have a lot more to say than that, we all know that, we all know that, <laughs> nah. but um, yes, no, last few things, just to let you guys know, we will be launching that Liberation Life Coaching session through uh, Liberation Legion, I'll be letting you guys know more about that here in the future, and how all that develops, but Again, that's how all this grows. Uh, The work has to change. As I tell you guys all the time, we have to diversify the information because you guys deserve it. Make sure you stay safe out there, gang. And remember, guys and gals, stay vigilant. Expose lies and share truth. This is Noisera, Freedom Faction, out. Check the links in the description bar below. You can find everything we talked about and more in the description bar below. That's what I got. Later.